You've entered a world of pain, suffering, and misery. Welcome to Fear and Living on the Turntable. I'm your host, Matt Berkman, and for the next 38 to 69 minutes, we'll be asking this sad, carbon-based, sentient life form about some songs that they think are shitty. And tonight I have with me... My name's Corey Stubblefield. How you doing, Corey? I feel great tonight. Thanks for having me over, Matt. Yeah, man. That, dude. Uh, where are you from? I'm from Middletown, New Jersey. Um, been there forever my parents were from oregon and they moved over here oregon yeah nice I, so i would see people in the west i'd see people in the south because my dad was originally from arkansas they found their way to jersey and i'm the only one left from the family everybody else moved out now what's the origin of stubblefield what is that um looking it up it's mostly english right um, it is british right yeah, yeah my yeah, brother yeah. would say it's because people would ride by our field and our field would be nothing and they'd laugh and go <laughs> stubble field <laughs> <laughs> nice i didn't know the origin of that one yeah and uh, I, I have people who say my name and laugh anyways it makes sense uh, we asked you here to, to uh listen to some uh some songs you don't like what's your relationship with music um like since forever i can remember there was always like a one of those big stereos in the living room upstairs that was like big wooden cabinets you know four feet yeah it was like a fucking credenza yeah yeah the lid would open up and it'd be like billy joel or simon garfunkel would be in there uh my dad would also listen to like orchestral music that i wouldn't dig and then my sisters would have shirley temple records on and then you know <laughs> greece would be on it'd be all sorts of you're the one that i want yeah but um i've been a drummer ever since like fourth grade when they brought the music teacher in and everybody was supposed to clap along or keep the beat somehow and i'm like doing fills on my desk already right. <laughs> and i'm like okay this works and uh 12 years old my uncle rented a drum set and never returned it so we drove to oregon picked it up and nice. brought it home i still have that yeah. what's that one uh 72 sling on nice yeah so uh i have been a drummer since that age i would say since 12 and just listen to mostly classic rock hard classic rock um but everything too like zone out the floyd for weeks at a time or you know there'd be a tape in your deck in your car that was auto reverse and you just leave it on and it would right. roll no matter right, what right, song right, you right. started it would you'd be jamming that one mostly was pink floyd animals but it was also things like foreigner or steve foreigner yeah you know, all sorts of because <laughs> the radio would overplay the same stuff all the time and you'd dig deeper you know right. so you right. you know i remember riding my bicycle and delivering papers and saving up for the next ACDC record I could buy. Right, right, right. And then being pissed, there was like, they did a song again on it. They just released, you know. Do you remember that, like, other albums they would have? They would have the song again that you just, I just, like, bought it on the last album. I wish I could have a good example of it, but... Like, oh, oh, like if you bought a, a compilation or if you bought a Greatest Hits. Yeah. Yeah, that was, those were always a rip-off. Yeah. Because you always want to hear the weird tracks. Right. That never got airplay. I used to trade bootlegs with a, a guy in high school. We would have um, 
different Zeppelin bootlegs. I would like memorize those, listen to like Osaka Japan. And oh, like, the ones where like Jimmy Page's solos are just undiscernible garbage. Just he's just flubbering all right, over the right, place. Right. But it's amazing. And then, he, and then he lands on the five or the one. Somehow it's, it's somehow he's redeemed yeah. himself. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of hilarious. There's some kind of magic in the air when they play. You know that yeah. everything just works and lands together. <laughs> <laughs> you know that noise I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's listen to some shitty music. Yeah, why not? So you want to start with Danzig? No, the other way around. You want to start with the song you hate the most? Yeah. Do you want to do? Uh, do you want to do that? I like to do it the other way, but we can oh, do we whatever can... you want. All right. All right. So let's see. I'll what do was, whatever. What was your song? Uh, I thought you wanted the first one is the worst, right? Oh, so I get it. You wanted to go back south. Yeah. All right. That's good. Uh, all right. So uh, well, this is some Danzig. I don't, I don't think I hate this song, but... Really? Maybe I maybe, will hate it now. Maybe you didn't hear it overplayed like I did. Mother, I mean... Yeah, it's Danzig. It's produced well. I appreciate yeah. what they're doing. I got lots of nice things to say about Danzig. This this song, it, even if it wasn't beaten to death, which is why I hate it, right. it still isn't a great song. To me, he's... How many times does he say Mother Mama in it? And I think about things like that, and it turns me off the song. I'm, and now I'm counting how many times he said Mother, and right. he's a freaking crybaby. <laughs> Well, he's kind of ridiculous. Like, he's... He's almost a parody of himself at this point. Like, you know, Misfits, he's fucking badass as fuck. Yeah. He's skinny as fuck, he's just belting it out. Right. He's writing all that shit. And he wrote all that shit in, like, a very small period of time. He just knocked out songs. I didn't know that. Yeah. You have more knowledge about him than I do. I just know his voice But then is this is, like... It's almost like he's taking himself too seriously. But he's still basically 16 years old emotionally. He's, he's trying too hard to Listen, be cool. The, the, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's, uh, he's putting it on a little too much. So this is a frequency hate for you. You just heard yeah. too many, yeah. like, fucking Absolutely. Stairway to Heaven, yeah. or, what is it, fucking Freebird. Just wait, when you're in a shop, this is your working, bird. leaning over an engine, or rotating tires, and it's that friggin' Groundhog Day feeling, you're in that trench just digging, and now you hear the, the same friggin' noise behind you, MAMA! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Now, would you rather have silence, though, or that bad, cheesy pop music playing in the background? Of oh, works, silence. Like, you'd rather have silence if yeah. you were sitting there working. I actually prefer to have metal on in earbuds. Really? I just, yeah, I'm motivated. I yeah. get to work. I knock it out fast. But what if you could only have, you couldn't have that. You'd either have silence or, silence. like, yeah. Because I've worked in offices where they have a public thing that somebody, some douchebag at the coffee bar controls. And it's like... You, it, it, music is so subjective. You can't just 
put on stuff for the whole building. There's there's always going to be a certain percentage of people that go, oh, fuck this song. That's exactly the problem. So there's so many different people. Annoying. Yeah. And somebody will choose a radio station. I worked at a place where, you know, it was behind certain people. So you'd have to, like, wait till they went to get coffee. And then you'd sneak and switch the radio and hope that it was a station that would almost go along with what they had, but they right. wouldn't notice it right away. Right, right, right. And right. Uh, you could get away. All of a sudden, Tom Petty's playing. You're like, yes. And then after four hours, they realized, oh, you put on the Petty station, you jerk. I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> That's how awesome yeah. he is. Um, fucking Eric Clapton. Ah, this song is just terrible. I mean, I know, too, like, it's a tragedy, and that's why he wrote it. But still, it the song sucks. I'm not a fan of Eric Clapton outside of Cream. Really? I, well, Blind Faith, that's a great record. He did good stuff with um, Dwayne Allman. Did he? Some of that album was pretty good. I don't know that one. Dwayne's the uh, Derek and the Dominoes. Dwayne Allman. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. To, uh, uh, play with right, them. right, 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 right. But I'm a dick. Uh, so yeah, here we go. Uh, Tears in Heaven. Remember. Let me get my hand close to the bell. You can tap out whatever you want. Oh, shit. Now that I know you'd rather hear nothing than this. Well, I listened to it last night, and that was enough. Right? I mean, it was everywhere. You couldn't get away from it. Yeah. It's just, it's just so, I don't know, what's the word? Uh, uh, like... Self-indulgent? It's not self-indulgent. It's uh, you're on the right track, though. It's like you're ego feeding with a tragedy. Yeah, the, you're like sort of exploiting this tragedy, and you know, I don't know. You know, it's very uh, easy listening. Which is there's like nothing jarring about this. There's nothing making me think. There's nothing demanding my attention. It's very pedestrian kind of rock country arrangement. I bet you he, can take a nap to this. Yeah. He could have just sat with an acoustic and done a really good version of this heartfelt. Okay, so it's not this, the composition necessarily. It's the production. I think so. I mean, that's irritating me. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, could you imagine if you were the engineer doing this? Wouldn't you be like, can I just hear, like, let's let's clean it up? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> What's that shit going on in the background? It's got a heavy schmaltz factor, too. Like, you know, everything, the slide guitar is all wavy and weepy. Yeah. I get it. Your yeah. kid died. Do we all have to deal with it? That's harsh. That's <laughs> harsh. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck He's him got indeed. a shitload of money. It could have been partly his fault, for all we know. I mean... Maybe. Shouldn't you be watching all your right. kid? Here we go. This is getting you know? interesting. Yeah, where were you? <laughs> What's going on here? You fucking smackhead. Yeah. The fuck? Are you were in the other room, or were you in, in well, the... Well, he probably has... I mean, he's a rock star. He's got people raising his kids for him, right? And it's his fault for not having the right kids raise him that wouldn't let him fall out a friggin' window. Yeah, it is really weird and extreme, right? How can you not sit back and blame the parent? I mean, and, and granted, it could happen to anybody, which it is terrible. Let's remind... I mean, it could happen to anybody in the 1800s, but nowadays? Well, this was already... How, many, how long ago was this nonsense? It had to be over 20 years. We're getting old, my friend. Yeah. 
Middle-aged. Middle-aged. Alright. Had enough of that? Alrighty. Yeah, thank you. I mean, what more can be said? I think we covered it while we were yammering over it to avoid <laughs> listening to it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. When the conversation stopped, we actually heard what was going on and said, that's enough of that. Yeah, it's just, it's static to me. Like, it's not even... Like, if I wasn't consciously listening to it, it would just be background noise in the supermarket, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's got a Muzak quality to it. It's, it's easy listening. That's the, yep, you're right. Elevator music. Yeah, it can almost, be right there. Almost. Like, just take his vocal out and make it a trumpet. Yeah, you're right. Or a, or a French horn or some shit. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm glad we pulled the plug on that. It's still haunting me. <laughs> I'm a little paralyzed. Uh, I want to cleanse the palate with something. Even just a riff of something cool. Well, we're coming up to something cool here with uh, fucking Journey. (laughs) Come on, man. That's not a palate cleanser, my friend. So people don't don't call for a fresh song after two? No, you're the first one. Wow. Just even like a... You're a rebel, man. You're trying to change the rules. Just like... Imagine if you could hear Jimmy Page go, even for that long. There, now that's in your head. Right. But you, you had that going on anyway, because you'd prefer silence. So to me, that means in your head, you've, there's always a soundtrack. Yes. Um, fucking Kiss. We're up to Kiss. Uh, I chose, you gave me two choices. I chose... Yeah. Uh, Detroit Rock City, because I think it's um, I, I, it's it, I think it's worse. They're both awful, yeah, awful songs. I was never on the Kiss wagon growing up. Like, I mean, I when I was did... thirteen, because they looked cool, but as soon as I learned how to play guitar, I was like, these guys suck. I, I was never turned on to them. Like somehow, I knew where they were there, but I bumped into friends that were like totally into them or hated them, and I had no opinion of them. I'm like, oh, okay. And when I checked them out, I'm like, it was it was already cheese to me. Right, right. You know? Now again, here's talented guys that are making music and selling records, so they have to be good. But uh, no. they just like... I don't think this exemplifies much craft or talent at all. Is that most of their songs? They got better. Relatively. Eh, I would disagree. So when this is another song that when you're somewhere working, you'll hear it playing to me. Like that was the station that was on. Would play the, classic rock. Right. So, so of what course, yeah. comes through the noise is the vocals, and you hear what he's singing about. Like first I drink, then I smoke. Oh, it's like, so gay, dude. So gay. Shut up. Yeah. Like this breakdown, that's that's not good. I understand what they're very, doing. This but is the solo. Yeah. And it's like, eh, I'm on a lot of heroin. When I did see them live, finally, it was at the art center. They couldn't put on their pyrotechnic show because it was a different size. Uh, right. arena right and it was terrible it was lame and people were telling me oh i saw them it was so great and i'm like nah 
I don't know. And, and like, the two of them are Jews. You'd think there'd be more soul here, but it's just really soulless. Yeah. I think that's the major... And, you know, there's a lot of metal that I love that I wouldn't say soulful. You know, no, but, but... To me, when you say soulless to this, it'd be like, he's just making rubber stamps of money with it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Kiss is theater. Yeah. It's not music. It's 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 a whole package. It's 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 literally is a traveling circus. Uh but not a good one. Right. Uh send in the clouds. Yeah, that was that was yeah, right. We've heard another frequency eight too. Yeah. Like maybe if we hadn't I'm, ever heard it, but I don't know, my ears would still be like eh, it's, uh, it's sloppy inside of town. Yeah, it that I, I think that might come up a lot as you do these too. Is uh, the more you hear something that you wouldn't like anyway, it goes on the hate list. Right. Yeah, this is bad. <laughs> Instantly, you knew what it was. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. remember the video too? Oh yeah. Oh. Yep. And not even just mentally, you have clips of it as soon but, as you hear that. Okay. The uh, major difference here is that this doesn't sound sour. They had no, more this, money. Yeah. They were doing a solid rock production. It's this solid. is a good production, absolutely. And, and the guitar player is better, and so is the drummer. The drummer's definitely better. This is better. only yeah. Gene and Paul from the original. Yep. Which is what... When a band gets as big as them, you have to sit back and admire them from a different level. Like... They made it a business and they make money with it. You oh, know? Yeah, and yeah, it doesn't yeah. they'll change the rhythm section as they need to, but these two decided, like you said, the, the two Jews found their way through it. They Yep. Like, all right, we're the team and we'll back us up with some yeah. paid guys. It's not about being creative at all. It's just uh, an act. It's right. It's, it's theater. That's right. the best way so to You have to it. admire that they they were able to stand back and say, All right, let's let's do this and they found their way to do it and they don't care how they did it. Right. Like, fuck you, they did it. But yeah, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay. It, it, it gets tiring, right? Uh, Especially when you're in a good headspace and you have it, to intentionally it, listen to songs you don't like. That's why I'm like, let's fucking play something and come back to it. Like, You see why you I'm, I'm saying you shouldn't pay for beer and shit? Because you're actually, uh, it is partly torture. Yeah, it's work. You, you got to sit through this shit, man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, what do we got next? Uh, you need a bathroom break, anything? Uh, I could grab a cold one. When you've got a well-known name, people expect a lot. Terrible, just you ever, terrible. You ever talk to it? It sounds like they're always talking to like a cat, like, here, kitty, kitty. And they're like, oh, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's annoying. You mean when Stop people, their, their normal conversation voice, they're actually pitching themselves yeah, higher? Or yeah. they just have a mousy voice? I think they're doing it on purpose. How could you just have the kind of voice like, hey, Tiger, how are you? Well, what if you're like, you know, 90 pounds wet with your winter coat on, little girl? And from the 1960s, 50s? Oh. Gee, look. Stereotypes <laughs> exist for a reason. There's people so. out there that fit that and go, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah there it is. At this point, I don't there even know what we're talking about anymore. I don't either. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's to totally open to tangents. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no one cares. Uh, oh, I'm reading the wrong list. I was like, whoa, you got Bon Jovi on here. Uh, uh, here we go. We're uh, 
What are we up to now? Journey. Oh, God. Now I see why you went this way. I get it. Right. It's you're, getting... I'm you're trying way smarter to get you than me. agitated. Yeah, you yeah. did it. You fucker. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to... Uh, there it is. Journey. Don't stop believing. <laughs> I do not hate this song. I Really? I, I kind of like Journey. You know they were Santana's band. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll tell you, I do like... Um, that song separate ways i saw the video for that where their drummer i'm like their drummer he's he's freaking rocking they're all, right, all great the players band, they were into Dude, it their first two albums three albums are prog rock yeah i'm realizing they left santana and then they did sort of a less latin version of psychedelic prog rock i had no idea they were with santana uh this again comes down to what we've come up with my whole list so far is it's overplayed yeah, yeah. yeah. But but try to try to listen to it just objectively. You want me to hear the root of the the tune? You want me to strip it down in my head and listen to what's going on? It yeah. still sucks. You, you just don't like this song. Yeah. Like I'm trying to find out if it's on more than one level. Because I, mean, I think this is a good song. I like this song. Is it cheesy '80s pop? Absolutely. But it's good. I can appreciate, you know, like, yeah, no, I appreciate ugly guitar there. the neat tricks they did, the production of it, the structure of it, the way they did it, the way they build the production. Right. That's, I can totally appreciate all that. But yeah, the core of it, I don't like this song. No, and he's he's a great singer. He's Amazing. got a, a fantastic voice, but this. No, it just sounds gay. <laughs> right? Isn't it gay? Isn't it gay? I used to feel that way about Journey. To me, it was it wasn't a rock band even. I mean, I used to think if you had a keyboard player in your band, you sucked. Okay. Like I was that right. metal right. at one right. point. But now, I never had that feeling because I grew up with the Doors and like keyboard was. Right. Well, of awesome, course, once I got know? into Zeppelin and the Doors and all mm -hmm. that shit, my Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, you know, right. yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, of course my opinion changed, but I was that dick when this was on the radio. You heard, well, that's the thing, is the 80s yeah. keyboards is way different than 60s and 70s keyboards. Yeah, because they got all those, you know, Yamaha DX7s they that became synthesizers. Yeah, but synthesizers in the 60s and to the mid-70s didn't have programmed sounds. You had to Make fuck it with happen. all that yeah right and that made it more of a creative uh instrument but then you had all these synths that had built-in tones that people overused all over the 80s and then phil collins ruined fucking drum production with fucking <laughs> what is it in the air tonight you know all that all that oh uh, yeah gate gated reverb shit that he did to drums yep it's like no yep and it I hate him for that. Uh, and he's such a good drummer. He's such a good drummer. Uh, oh my god. Uh, and you, like nursery crimes, Return of the Giant Hogweed. Uh, he's all. It's like whoa. Oh, it's amazing. Man has some chops. I hate when he played with Zeppelin at Live Aid. I don't think he should have done that. He no. made a big deal of like flying from London to uh, Pennsylvania. And playing with both, and not I was excited. It yeah. was, no, it was not. He was the wrong call to make from the beginning. And He's then, too clean. He's too on the beat. Yeah. Bonham needs some breathing room. Right. Needs right. to be a little sloppy. Yep. Like Moon. 
yeah, there's more spirit there than somebody like Phil Collins is a fantastic drummer, but that's not the right fit for him. No, you don't have that swing. I just heard an interview with Daltrey, uh, Mark Marin interviewed him, and he kind of admitted he's, he's like, after Mooney died, with, who was the guy after Mooney? Oh, first was the drummer from The Faces, uh, Ken Jones. Yeah. And he was great, but he wasn't the right fit, too. That's what he said. Yeah. He's like, he's a great drummer. I love him, but we, we it was wrong for us. Yep. Yeah, you got to have that. Did right they eventually vibe. get Alan White? Is that right? We've got a beer named after the city that means beer. Okay. Here's your most hated song ever. Oh, where are we at? Van Mars. Uh, I'm going to hit the bell and we'll just talk. <laughs> All right, well, but, you know, give it as much as you can. Try to stick it out. Uh, I could already, like, start uh, talking about what bothers me about the song. Because it's already in my head. It's ingrained. Uh, yes, it's a very, it's another insidious. This just fits the theme of insidious my Insidious almost, uh, I don't know if it's trite. I'm going to give it another listen right now. What, cultural appropriation here, like, that's like very Calypso. Yeah. And you know what's neat with the headphones on that you don't normally hear is you hear the bass line start before the rest of the song. I think this was, uh, you know, this was one of those bands uh, where they stopped using studio musicians for drums and and the, it, the band actually played on the record. You know oh, what I mean? I did not know that. Still, and even his voice is good. The lyrics are okay. It's just... I don't hate Van Morrison. No, I don't. I don't hate this song. Again, frequency hate. But once you heard it a few times, too, don't you... To me, choruses get beat to death a lot of the times. And this is one of those songs, even if I only heard it a handful of times, I'd be like, why didn't he just stop it here? And like, Jimmy Page right here, he's going for it again, and you're like, ah, you just did this. <laughs> right. But, you know, people who are dancing want to hear it again. I think that's a lot, a lot of musicians who ironically aren't dancers hate stuff like that because you're like, oh, I was just doing it so people can dance. Fuck you. Yeah, when you like, put it I that like way. Like all the pod music now with four on the floor. I'd rather dance longer if you put it that way. So that's a great point. You dance? Uh, at like weddings and stuff like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be one of the guys You can out dance. There. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, well enough that you're not stepping on your wife's shoes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. But it's more like silly moving around and goofing off with each other than dancing for real. But right, like I won't. You're not doing the tango, right? Yeah, but I won't sit there and be like watching other people and wondering why can't I? You know what I mean? Like right, I'll just fucking get up and I don't care. Just be silly. See, I get very juvenile. I'm like, I don't wanna. <laughs> Dancing stupid. <laughs> no, it's, I was it's the probably guy. denied me a lot of joy in my life. It could. I just won't do it. Yeah, I'm like no. I'm and then you that. get stuck on that, and you're yeah. like, nope. I already made. I my mean, mind unless up. it's a prelude to like 
Oral. Gold Milwaukee is one of the fastest growing major beers in the country. Tell me, babe. Did you see the uh, new book about Peter Grant's life? I think I no. want to get it. Yeah. Peter Grant was like a rule with an iron fist kind of manager for Zeppelin. Oh, I'm familiar. Yeah. With Peter Grant. Yeah. yeah. And so the book supposedly has some good stories Fucking in it. Fucking giant. Used to carry around a cricket bat. Yeah. And like just physically beat people. Yep. He was, a, he was a professional wrestler. So he was into intimidating people and acting that way. He was a fucking way. mobster. Yeah. That's what he was. Yeah. He was a gangster. <laughs> but I think you need somebody like that for Led Zeppelin. That's the... I Reading about the article about the book not only made me want to buy the book but made me think like wow zeppelin could have been zeppelin because of him and the mystique he helped create about them you know like not letting them be on tv he would make certain deals where no you can't use the music for that you know really yeah i didn't know that yeah like that's fascinating zeppelin songs aren't in a lot of movies because of that reason you had to pay so much for the royalties to right. have that the movie right. dazed and confused couldn't afford to have dazed and confused on right. the fucking soundtrack. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's because of Peter Grant. So I think that adds to their that mystique right, that goes right. on was they while they play. Yeah, that or that might have been the overdubbing on the bootleg that I listened to from Osaka, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Old Milwaukee beer tastes as great as its name. Chester, Gary, fucking drummer, Gary, Gary, Gary. <laughs> I don't know who Gary Chester is. <laughs> These are, you're, you're probably I, right. These are all... Okay, let's, let, let's look up. I'm telling you right now, Matt, you Was could, a studio drummer. Yeah. There you go. You're correct. You could go edit this page right now. I do remember. And I do kind of fucking hate Sammy Hagar. Wow. He's the Guy Fieri of He's rock and roll. Totally that. He is. And, and of course, those two guys have hung out. And they like each other. And they think they're cool. Oh, they would 69 all night if they could. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they met themselves. I'm sure, I'm sure they are. They met themselves. Yeah, You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they're just in an endless yin and yang yeah. with <laughs> mouths and penises. You could you could power the world with that. There you go. Generator. Yeah, let's harness that power. <laughs> the power of Guy Fieri and, and Sammy Hagar, sixty nine and Ying Yang style. Yeah, <laughs> generating massive amounts of heat that boil huge vats of water that provide us with steam heat, and we're good. <laughs> yes. The last one before they had a huge break is probably the best one with Take Me Off. I love that album. Right, start to finish. 12th grade. Even or the no, cheesy. 12th grade, 6th grade in that, when that album came out. I remember? I remember? I remember? I remember? I remember? I remember? You remember? I think that's the first Van Halen record I owned. Cassette. Fire brewing. It's more than a way to make strohs and stroh light. It's a family tradition. Passed down from one generation to another for over 200 years. 
It's what guarantees that smooth, consistent taste for generations to come. All right. What's next? Uh, you want to do your guilty pleasure, get a little palate cleanser, or you want to do the song that you used to hate, but now you like? You know what? I think the guilty pleasure song, I could jam to that, and that would cleanse the palate. I think that would be the same. Yeah, that's. I'm not looking forward to that. I listened to it last night. <laughs> I do like her, Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you got the version that, that I like, because it was... Uh, we can dial it up. It might have been Alone Her on Piano. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's very different. Yeah, it's definitely different than this. But give us a little listen and let me see if I like it like that. Sometimes you might like it because you heard it the other way. Yeah. But so far, I don't like this. It's, like we were talking about, four on the floor. It's made for dancing. Yep. But she's good at writing hooks. Really good harmony and melody. Mm-hmm. You can take this out of this genre and play it as a dirty garage rock band, and it still works. You know what I mean? Yeah, I never... You can do this as yeah, Nirvana. you're right. You could. That's interesting. I would have never even thought to do that with this song. That's a great idea, actually. You can do that with Nirvana songs, too. You can take a Nirvana song and play it and in this country. It, yeah. And it works. Because it's good harmony, it's good melody. And There's, this is, too. Yeah, the and new be, Steven Tyler documentary shows him going and doing country, and some of the Aerosmith co- songs transfer to country. Yeah. They had some classic songs that are just well-crafted. So when I listen, I, it used to be I would hear a production and be like, I don't like this sound. And then once I started writing music, then it was like, it's good harmony and melody. Just change the production. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got to fit. Yeah, no, this is this is not a guilty pleasure. I don't like this. All right. There's a version of her just piano singing it. Okay, what's it called? Um, the Edge of Glory. What's it? Lady Gaga solo? The piano? You know what? It was on Howard Stern. That's where I fucking heard it. Let's see if that's on YouTube. Howard Stern, Lady Gaga. What's the name of the song? Edge of, yeah, Edge of Glory. You think that's the version? Yeah, yeah. If you can't find that version, then... Uh, uh, ha- Howard Glory, Howard Stern. Yeah. This is about your grandfather. Yeah. And this is the song that came out of it. That sounds good to me. So that, to me, that's a guilty pleasure right there. Like, that's a gay song that I shouldn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, nothing ro- wrong with liking a gay song. Just, you know, admit that you like a gay song. I admit it. Yeah. I don't know. Is, is this gay? I mean, you know, when I think gay, I think the village people. Yeah. It's not that know, gay. You know, the problem it's is... Just, it, it, it's, it, it's sensitive. That, it's emotional. We're, we're not used to acknowledging those feelings as men who grew up in the 70s. That's part of it, but still, the term gay has changed now. Like, gay would just right. say lame. So That's I, what I mean, it meant for us in right. high school. Yes. Lame. Correct. Yeah. So, 
it's still that I to still me. say it, yeah. especially like when I work it. Uh, parts of this interview were deleted in order to save people's careers. Uh, this is one of those parts. Thank you. But yeah. less gay. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I have it in my phone. I'll show it to you. Before yeah, you. I got to see that. That's great. Yeah. Did you see the interview? Um, uh, have you seen David Letterman's new show? Yes. He does one with Howard. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, all, all of David Letterman's uh, interviews are really good. I like the one with Obama a lot. This is way more tolerable. Right? This is this is sweet. This is good. This is sweet. I mean, right, right off the bat, it reminds me of like 70s Roberta Flack. So I like it on that level. It's just piano and vocals. Yeah, I don't get the reference. I don't know that Roberta Flack. She did a version of Simon and Garfunkel's Bridge Over Troubled Waters, half speed. Oh, really? See, that's good. That's good. But I wouldn't go this around is, telling people I like this song. This is what I'm talking about. We listened to the produced version, and I'm glad we did, because that ruins it. I hate that kind of production. I hate modern pop music production. It's become a cookie cutter industry. Absolutely. And it sucks. The only people that are still making interesting productions are like mostly rock and roll and punk and metal. Yep. Those people are sticking to their own production techniques. Yep. But as that technology has advanced, one of the great things is technology for the listener has advanced where I never heard this song until I heard it as this version. Right, you would you would have, because I didn't listen to that kind of music, and you wouldn't you wouldn't have liked it if it was the original production. That would have absolutely not. Yeah, terrible. It would have been terrible. So, because I don't have to listen to that genre of music, when this person comes into my genre of listening and plays it away like this, I'm like, this is wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, but what makes it guilty is, I would never say. Dude, check out Lady Gaga's song. I get it, right? Because it's it's she's very you know, uh, she's like the new share for the gay community. Right, they all love right. her. But I think you know, uh, she's replacing Madonna. But I have more respect for her because she actually can sing, writes her own songs, can play. She's a, she's a, a singer-songwriter. She's making a conscious decision to do a certain production style that will make her money. Yep. And I, I feel like at a certain point, she's just going to do whatever the fuck she wants because she's got a fuck ton of money. You know she bought Frank Zappa's house? Oh, no, I didn't know that. With the, with the original studio in it? No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. I liked her from the interview that she did with uh, Howard on the radio when this was played. It's coming back to me now that she was just like totally honest with him and like yeah. you know this was my family and yeah I changed my name and I was into uh, Queen and Radio Gaga that's right. how I got my name and she loves David Bowie she did busking for a while and, too and uh, just like when you take the the performer out of that spotlight that the media has put them in and and get to really know them you're like wow this that's great respect. yeah yes. yeah respect yeah.
I mean, people talk about Cher in that same way because she just did this. She found a cash cow. Yeah. With like the gay community and the dance community where she can just churn this There's stuff my out. market. Aim but it. she's actually a really talented singer. Yeah. But what she did was she abused that auto-tune, and now everyone does that. Yeah. But she can actually sing. That's she didn't something. need to use that. It was just a, a fun, uh, you know, like a flanger back in the 70s right. or a phaser. That's a know? great comparison. Like, She was just having fun with it. She you actually and I is talented. would despise that. Like, you wouldn't, if you were going to jam with somebody, they're going to use that auto-tune to sing. You'd be like, no, dude. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, unless it's appropriate for whatever song we're writing, if, if we're trying to mock uh, automation, AI, that sort of thing, right. then it's appropriate. But, right. But still, I think I would want someone to just sing monotonously. <laughs> a la, Preferably. A, a la 1950s to 1970s sci-fi. All right. I didn't hate that. That's a good song. I like her. I don't give a so, shit what anyone thinks. Uh, so happy to share my guilty pleasure with you. Okay, here's the song that you used to hate, and now you kind of like. I'm going to go to some In uh, Excess. the fuck is the name of the song? Good question. Never Tear Us Apart. Oh, yeah. Let's listen. Uh... So okay, right off the bat, I hate synthesized that strings. Synthesizer, yeah. Hire a quartet of string players to do this. Sure, it's more expensive, but it's gonna sound better. Yeah. Now, this is just the lame intro that the DJ's stepping over to hit his mark, though. Like, this is way too long of an intro. Don't ask me. But it's kind of cool that they would take the time to build drama. Like, everything, everything is so, like, bam, 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 bam now, you know? I appreciate that conceptually, but it's a shitty keyboard sound to be doing that with. If yeah. you did it with actual strings and you had them, like, real soft and building, you know? I think what makes it good is his singing. Like, he even, like, changed with... Right before, there was another measure where he, like... That's a I, great guitar sound. Yeah, that's neat, too. But that the, snare that sound... That snare's way too produced. Way too reverbed yeah, out. that's awful. It should be sharper for this. I always but prefer, like, When it got like to a, this point, I'm like, oh, this is I'm Gonna Crawl. That might be why I like it too. It's it does have that groove, except it's not as good. Nowhere near as good. But listen to his voice. He's he's not pretending. Great singer. He's no. He's, he's belting it, it out. Yes. He's going to the back. And the of the band room. is like, all right, I see where he's got this, and they're right. hitting it just like it. I hate that snare sound too, but that drummer is on the mark. The whole drum sound is thin. Even the kick doesn't have a lot of. Could be because I ripped this from. YouTube though. <laughs> it could be, but like maybe the vinyl it's the way or I the remember CD it. is better, you know. It's the way I remember it. Right. It's that thin sort of eighties, uh late eighties, early nineties production. Right. So when this was first out, I hated it. 
but then yes. you would hear it later on. You'd be like, wow, that was a good song. Listen to that sax solo, right? Solo? No, solo. Sax solo? Oh, it's so cheesy. Really? I. It sounds good to me. I've been ruined by people like Charlie Parker, John Coltrane, Sonny Rollins. That's real. That's schmaltz. They just, that's what that is. But they just laid it in a spot where the song needed. I'll throw some sax in here. So a guy Correct. just came in and but blew it. But it's not really a solo. It's a written solely would be the the better word for it. That's interesting. It's a I never written heard that lead term. melody. I never heard that term. Yeah. So they, I learned they, it from playing with those fucking shithead horn players. They come, you they, go they, there and they say you play. They this. would write melodies that that don't repeat themselves and harmonize them, but and it was called a soli. I did not know that. I could also be completely wrong. <laughs> I do not challenge you again. No, I think that's correct. I won my first challenge. I'm done challenging. But you're right. I never noticed the correlation of that to the Zeppelin song, I'm Gonna Crawl. Even cheesy keyboard sounds. Yeah. Cheesy string sounds. These guys could yeah. have fucking got songs, a string though. quartet to do this. And yeah. they did the Because it was new tech, and they were like, oh, let's be me, me, me. Yeah. Uh, to me, it was two but songs. The feel of the drums on this is just so thick. Uh. Listen to his kick drum. And the ghost notes. You hear those little ghost notes on the snare? Listen right here. Yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah. Stubblefield was a master just of that. relaxing his wrist just yeah. a little bit. At the same time, that kick drum. The fucking guy oozes feel, but for some reason, they couldn't get funk right. Who would you say is the uh, biggest influence on you out of drummers that you've you grew up listening to admiring? Uh, that's that's hard to say actually because there was a while where it was Jimi Hendrix drummer, it was while it was just ACDC's drummer Phil Rudd with a straight beat, and then there was yeah. Let's um, go in a chronological. Is that the chronological order? A chronological would be Billy Joel's drummer. Uh, Leonard, uh, Liberty DeVito. Dude, amazing drum. So good and so such good. a hard hitter. Yeah. So that would be the first one. And then from there, it would be um, Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and Bill Ward. So Nick Mason. Nick Mason, John Bonham, John Bonham. Uh, Bill Ward, uh, yes. Keith Moon. Bill Ward, man. Ian Pace. Fucking swings. Yes, yes, I hear a lot of Ian Pace in your playing. Yeah. And that, Moon. That was one where I went through a phase. After the ACDC phase, I got into Deep Purple, and I listened to Ian Pace, and I was blown away. And then, like, Zeppelin was always there, and then it came in heavier, and then also Tommy Lee, believe it or not. A lot of Tommy Dude, Lee. fucking solid player. Rocks. Totally rocks. And can be out of his mind on drugs. And still show and up. And still nail looks to kill. How do you do that? God! Reading their book, you're like, they're on the... <laughs> Did he do the thing where you bounce yeah. it off the snare? Right. <laughs> oh, I have to read that book, my friend. You know, no one cares. Starts out with him and Ronnie Wood. They don't want to be on the bus. 
So they rent a muscle car with door panels filled with blow. Yep. It's like, yes! The car's packed. And they're English with long hair going through the south. Yeah. Fucking balls, man. Amazing. Fucking balls. He says somewhere there could be in the um in the south a car that's surely packed in the trunk with lots of pills yeah <laughs> like a yeah, suitcase right. full of stuff that right they, they could get it all out yeah. when they ditched the car yeah right. i know so they jumped on the plane but uh, left so what they that guy has no business being alive it's amazing him and fucking ginger baker mm-hmm what ginger, ginger baker there's yeah. another drummer you know um when you listen to you find the music you like as you grow up and you listen to the radio when you can't hear what you want to put on there's all sorts of different influences that come in, and so many drummers influenced me. No one cares what these Americans think about the music, about the art. What do they know? Yeah, loosely based on the same story, but completely different. But the soundtrack for it is this. I'd rather smoke a cigarette and listen to bad jazz than this podcast. All right, what the fuck are we doing? I don't know. You were in a play uh, song. Oh, it was oh. the uh, Dream On. Dream On. Uh. I haven't heard this in a while, so I don't think I'm going to hate it. But it was never my favorite Aerosmith song. It's a good song, but again, kind of gay. You hear it so much, and then if you really listen to it, after you heard it, you're like, wait a minute. That's not good. That's lame. Yeah, this is the original. What album was this on? Was this Rocks? Yeah. It was early. Very early. Yeah. See, it's a good song, but again, you've heard it so much, you're like, ah, I used to like you, but now I have to kill you. Now, see, even here, this is another one where you beat the chorus to death. Like, they could have done a little... Fade out, but they step it up, which is on like part. Right it's here, cool. they could be fading out. Yeah, right. Yeah, that would be perfect because they went to this cool but part that was different. Joe Perry had to yep. wank off a little bit more, yep. rather than and then Stevie you... Tyler felt like he had to sing some more to one up Joe Perry. Yep, and ping pong happened instead of being cool and ending it wanting more. Right, this it's labored here. Yeah, it's labored. Yep, totally. Like, even if we quit it back there and we said, no, put a little more on. You could have stopped it there. But no. Right. One more time. It was the 70s. There was a lot of cocaine and LSD. You can go longer. I'll, I'll go but, on. But then they just had to realize, is there a reason to go longer? Like, come up with different parts. Like, Prog right. Rock was longer because... You kept changing parts and meters, and yep, and that was annoying. Right, the tempo would way. shift, <laughs> or something key would change. Yeah, right, right. It would make it almost a different, a different riff. song. Yeah. yeah. This is stupid. Much like yeah. American Pie, it just it just stop. Just stop. Enough, yeah. enough already. Enough. <laughs> you could have you could have been so good. Yes. <laughs> something, uh, something to be said for those three minute songs that are in and out. I think we heard all the songs. So now we need a song that you just really want to hear right now that's going to clear your head and make you feel good. Oh, man. 100 songs came to mind. Let's choose an ACDC song together. Okay. 
How about Bon Scott? Yes. And you name the album, and I'll think of a song. Uh, Power Age. Oh, wow. I have a song in mind. I want All to right, see if you choose it. All right, go ahead, Jim. I was thinking Problem Child. I was waiting for you Great to... Great song. Not the one. Uh, what's it called? Uh... Sin City, maybe? Oh, that's a great song. The See, guitar in that, it's just so sneaky and yeah. cool. Yeah, and they're, they're, you're right. The fucking riffs are creepy, and the lyrics have innuendos. So good. Well, all of how Bond's could, lyrics were How like could that. you get better than him? You cannot. That's the answer. Oh, no, maybe it's not Sin City. That's a great tune. What's Next to the Moon? That's fucking great. Right off the bat, they're not fucking around. I think you're right. There was a point where uh, Brian Johnson's voice got too harsh, and the band at the same time turned the corner of being just a little corny. Yeah, yeah. He's a super sweet guy, and he's super fucking funny. Yeah, I love Brian Johnson. But I just don't need to hear any more ACDC albums. They've done enough. I don't know. Anything else you want to hear before we get out of here? Yeah. Let's listen. I, I just wanted to hear a little bit. You know how I like pieces of songs sometimes? Mm -hmm. Do you know how in Since I've Been Loving You, you can hear his kick drum pedal squeak? What's up? Right. Hear this? Yeah, yeah. Hear it on his kick drum. We used to. I think that one is one of them. Why am I involved? I have no idea. I keep forgetting which computer is what. Uh, this one's on the right, and that one's on the left. What no is uh, what album? Uh, Since I've been loving you is on three. Little guitar, it's all like so pretty, right? They're yeah. both just playing gently, and you barely hear the keyboard in the background, but it's there. Three of them, yeah. It's Jonesy's back there, yep. sliding in bass. Hear that little drum kick right there? Yeah, I always associate this song with heroin. Oh, no way, really. I don't even know if Paige was doing heroin yeah. yet, but every time I hear it, I'm like. <laughs> it's one of the things that people so don't realize about music. It's actually more difficult to play slower. Yeah. There's uh, more room for mistakes. So my bandmates have told me. <laughs> <laughs> Now, for me, almost going a little too long. Yeah, now, the the person who would, like, hear this every time on the radio, I could say the same thing, like I had said on other songs, like, too much, too much. Right. But, but this didn't get a lot I, of airplay. No, this didn't. Like, this part right here, no, this is unnecessary, but this is pretty fucking good. He's like, let me step it up a little more. Yeah, at a certain point, it's like, you know, you don't have to sing all the time. Right.
You could tell every drum he's hitting when he hits it. It's not just me, right? You know it's the kick, it's the high tom, it's the floor tom. You know it's this symbol. You know it's the symbol over his right hand. Yes, it's got a very distinct stereo field, and, and again, they're adding that extra trash microphone mic that's super compressed yeah. to and make it, picks it up the to whole give kit. It, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? How do you not love that right away? Do you want to play when you hear this? Or, 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 or quit playing. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, or <laughs> I'll never or be like, this good. Stop. That's yeah, it. Right, right, he right, did right. it. He did it. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, he got a lot of his shit from Fela Kuti. Who now? Fela Kuti? No. African musician, uh, really into this kind of syncopation stuff. James took it to another level, but he took his whole band to Lagos to see Fela. I didn't like, know that. We gotta get into this shit. No kidding. And Ginger Baker is, is connected with that too. That I know, yeah. yeah. That's an amazing documentary, is his documentary. Holy crap. Oh, uh, Beware of Mr. Baker. Yeah. How good is that? Love Ginger. <laughs> Opens up with him beating his documentarian with a cane going, I'm going to put you in hospital. <laughs> he meant it. Dude. He was not full of shit at he all. He talks about, we were mainlining cocaine, heroin, and LSD in one shot. <laughs> He's another guy like Keith Richards. No business being alive. Right. What is he doing? It's a skeleton with skin on it, smoking cigarettes. He can still play, though. That's what's amazing. I'm sorry to keep repeating myself saying so good, but it no, is but it's, so it's, good. It's that good that you can't help yourself if you've had seven to ten beers and some marijuana. <laughs> what? I used to believe that I could teach somebody to play drums, and I tried with a few people after. I'm like, it's so easy. You can't. For you. you that's what I realized. Yeah. You cannot. You cannot yeah. just say, here, program this, and it will program. Well, especially the older you get, because there's so much that you know that it would take them years to learn. Yeah. You know, you're almost better off, like, telling them how to fall on their face. <laughs> telling them how to fail so that they learn, you know? All right, you want to hold the sticks like that? Good luck with that. Here's how to get back up again. I think we're good. You're good. Thank you, Corey. Thank you. This was fun. This was a lot of fun. Well, there you have it. Episode four. Another one knocked out of the park. I'd like to thank my guest, uh, Mr. Corin Stubblefield, for performing the drums on uh, our theme song. Thanks, Corey. Love you, pal. Now I'm going to smoke the rest of this cigarette. <laughs>